Hello, welcome to Go For It. I am your host, Paul Gant, and today we're going to be talking sports and having fun doing it. We're going to be joined by former Southeastern Louisiana University offensive tackle, Taylor Gabois, and we're going to talk about his preparation for the upcoming draft. And as always, make sure you listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant, where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Let's bring him in now. Former Southeastern Louisiana offensive tackle, Taylor Gabois. Taylor, how are you? I'm great. Living the dream, man. Living the dream. That was good. Thanks for joining us. And let's get right down to it. Your pro day a couple weeks ago, your opportunity to show scouts what you bring to the table. The numbers were impressive in all the drills. You felt like you impressed? I felt like I impressed. Um, I think there's always room for my inner nature of just competition for it to be me to desire more. Um, I thought I had a great day, though, personally. And you tweeted out after that big day, not a measurement or statistic that you can't check off with me after today. Hashtag grateful. Yes, sir. Talk about that tweet. Uh, just, just you know, you look at everything from a statistics number, and I'm comparing myself to other guys coming out. and um, I'm bigger, faster, and stronger than a lot of guys. For sure. For sure. And, and as you said, as you tweeted out, you know, not too many people can say anything now because you look at the numbers – you know, the vertical jump, 33 inches. You know, you look at the bench press, 31 reps of 225. I mean, everything measured out well for you. And, you know, obviously that was a big, big day for you. Overall, what kind of feedback are you getting? Um, yeah, You know, I'm getting more traction as the days go on. You know, every day is a new day. Uh, I've heard a lot back from, you know, a few different teams. And their, their thoughts were, you know, hey um, – we knew that you were um, freakishly athletic. That's why you played at Miami. That's why you were a starter there. And um, we just wanted you to make sure you showed up and checked off the boxes. And uh, it's more, it was more about um, the character that I have displayed throughout this process and throughout me becoming uh, a man from a child in their eyes to, as to what my ceiling is. And for me to check off every box, continue checking them off day by day I think it just I, I think it's just you know it speaks of a lot about who I am and where I'm going so what's next for you in terms of the draft process um I'm flying to I'm flying tomorrow for New Orleans uh, local day um and really for me it's just every opportunity I have to display myself or uh put a workout in or anything like that then you know I'm I'm willing to do it, and uh, I can answer any question for anybody as, as to why anything has happened throughout my career. You know, just trying to check off my character daily, uh, and that's it. That's, that's what I know of. We're talking to former Southeastern Louisiana University offensive tackle Taylor Gabois. And so we look at you now, obviously – you're a big kid, 6'7", 300-plus pounds. And, again, we talk about your athleticism. 
The measurements are all there. But what do you feel like you need to do to be that guy on the next level, to be a starter in a National Football League? You know, you don't know you don't know what you don't know. So I'm daily speaking I'm speaking to people daily about, you know, how to be the best player in the NFL because it's awesome that I have those statistics, but as all the tackle, you're going against guys whose statistics are better than yours. So from a technical standpoint, just every day putting the work in to uh, have my feet right, my hand placement right, my vision, knowing exactly where to be at different times and plays and stuff like that. So just work, uh, aligning myself um, with people who have done it before and are good at uh, speaking and are good at teaching it to others. So just continuing to do that, which I've, which I've had a great process doing. Where do you see yourself? The left tackle, right tackle? Where do you see yourself in terms of position? I would guess initially – I'm kind of be that guy as a swing tackle that can prove himself at either side. You know, I've had the, I've had the opportunity to prove that I can play right tackle or left tackle throughout my career and be successful at it. We're talking to former Southeastern Louisiana University offensive tackle, Taylor Gabois. And so let me ask you this. Things didn't work out for you at Miami, and ultimately you were dismissed. What do you feel like right. was the issue – at Miami, um, I was I wasn't willing to stop being a, a kid and uh, to focus on what adults focus on. You know, uh, it wasn't as much it wasn't as much about uh, things went wrong from a team perspective. Things went wrong from me not willing to make the sacrifices I needed to make. Just in a maturation process of maturity. Do you feel? Do you feel like? I mean. I just looking at some quotes from you in the past. I know you, at one point you were talking about, you know, you were the best offensive lineman at Miami. It wasn't mm-hmm. a situation maybe where you, you, you might have talked too much. Oh yeah, of course. I, I said to, I, you know, and I wasn't trying to demean anybody. I was just right. saying from, you know, my mental perspective on how I view the game and how I play the game is that I'm the best player on the field when I step on it. And I think every, I think every player has that. I think every player has to have that. You know, you, you can't go out there and have any sort of uh, wavering, second-guessing nature. You right. have to go out there and say, hey, I'm going to dominate on this play. And that's the nature of the beast of what we play in, of, of the game we play. I did get a lot of slack for, you know, um, how I spoke about it. And I didn't speak good um, from a team perspective. And um, my teammates weren't mad at me at all. There was no backlash from them. Hey, I can't believe you said that at all. It was, you know, they know who I am. And um, fans and the public just didn't know what I was – They didn't. I don't, I don't think they quite understood that I was just saying, hey, I'm, I think I'm the best player because that's the mindset I have. Okay. So a lot of ways you did that to fire yourself up and, and it gets you going. Of course. I was coming <laughs> off an injury. There was a lot of questions about our offensive line. We just lost a first-round draft pick. Uh, we're trying to solidify a left tackle spot, a right tackle spot. We're bringing young guys in to, you know, try and beat me out. And uh, I was saying, I was still saying that, you know, I'm, I still think of myself as a, as a top football player every time I step on the field. I just had to step off the field to get um, healthy. For sure. Do you feel like you were treated unfairly at Miami? 
uh, what's unfairly? Did I did I I made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of okay uh, bad decisions. So you know, you, especially when my first two years there, I made too many bad decisions uh, too often, and so that I could never really get out of the doghouse because of those okay. decisions. There was always that thought of has he changed or has he not changed or is he willing to sacrifice the team or is he still, you know, on the fence about it? Whereas, um, you know, someone who doesn't have to, you know, ask those questions, they would, you know, uh, you know, the fair is relevant, I guess, is what I'm saying. So a lot of ways, just so I understand what you're saying, you're basically saying it's more so about what you did and not necessarily what Miami did. Yeah, I don't want to, I'm not going to sit here and put any blame on Miami. You right. know, if they felt like, if they felt like that I was a problem and I was, I was hurting their team, then they had to get rid of me, you know? And, and if, you know, they could not weigh my, how good of a football player I am for the negative publicity that they thought that I was, you know, bringing into the locker room or whatever else, you know, these guys were trying to, they were trying to figure out how to turn Miami around. Right. And they thought that was what was best. So I take full responsibility for me opening my mouth too much and me making poor decisions. While I was young. And at, and at the end of the day, that's what men do. I mean, you mess up. You admit that you mess up. You move forward. So, as a whole, have teams asked you a lot of questions about Miami? Um, yes and no. They asked me okay. more about um, what, what's, the difference, what, what's the difference between Miami and Southeastern. What, what, what changed? You know, that's really the question. Okay. And then based off what you're saying, what changed is you pretty much grew up. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, when I got kicked out, I, there was one or two ways I could have gone, you know. And I had a great coach, Coach Roberts uh, at Southeastern. He, you know, he sat me down and told me, he said, hey, you can either man up, grow up, and, you know, make the right decisions to put – what you were put on this earth to do into play, or you can go down a deep road of, of darkness and unhappiness and always fall short. And it took me, you know, some, it took like anybody else who's going to make a major decision to change it. And you, you, you go back and forth with it initially. And then um, when I didn't play it, the 2015 season, it was no longer a decision in my head. It was no, it was no longer any sort of wavering. Um, it was like I had an epiphany over one day, like, Hey, this what I'm doing is not right. What I'm doing right. is not working. So if this is not working, the definition of insanity is continuing doing something, you know, not working. So sure. I'm just no longer going to continue doing that. So ultimately, you transferred to Southeastern Louisiana State. You know, excuse me, Louisiana University. Let me get that right. Yes, sir. Talk about the adjustment you had to make. Well, it's different. You know, it's a smaller school. There's, you know, there's not gigantic prospects in there. There's, um, you know, I came from a gigantic uh, school, you know, like football school. And uh, so I had to, I had to put my pride aside. I had to lower my entitlement and I had to get back to work. For sure. And you did that. I think so. Yes, sir. You are a Georgia boy. You are a Falcons fan. I hear. Have you gotten over that Super Bowl loss? Oh, oh man, no. I mean, I I, I have because that was the last game in my head that I'll ever be a fan of football. Where it's like I'm just a fan because I was one step away from being the player. 
So, you know, that's not the last game ever, but the last game for the duration of my career. So, yes, that game hurt and it haunts me. Um, but, I, you know, I, it, it happens in football. And that's why people watch the game. That was an amazing game. Stunning. I mean, it was just watching it, from my perspective, it, it was almost surreal. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Uh, it was a roller coaster. It was a roller coaster, that's for sure. Definitely. Obviously, you're preparing for this process, this draft process. What are you hearing in terms of where you might go? Is it a situation you might go late? Is it a situation you might go undrafted? What are you hearing? Um, both late or undrafted is pretty much, you know, where it's going to be. Uh, just because of the situation I put myself in being, in, I, you know, over time. And then I had injuries too. And um, uh, this just, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a guy who's uh, later, you know, and at, at the end of the last, the last three rounds, it's all about the value. You know, what can it, what teams get to help them or what can they find to, to barter with trade? So um, I just, I, I don't, you know, if I was a first round guy, I'd really, it'd be like a big deal, but I know I'm going late or, okay. or undrafted. So it's more like, you know, I just want to put the put the work in. I just want to play football, man. I think that's the best way I can say it. Is me playing football. I don't have a an ego about hey, I'm a first round guy or hey, I'm a late round guy, because the late round guys can make the roster just you know the same. Now there's a lot more guarantees you're a first round guy, but if I can, you know, if I'm allowed to say you know it's a guarantee, then in my mind it is. You just want to strap it up. And get out there. That's that's what I do. That's what I do. For I'm sure. a blue collar kid. I grew up uh, blue collar, hard working family, and you know all I know is work. Put it in, and you expect certain results out of it. We're talking to former Southeastern Louisiana University tackle Taylor Gabois. So, end of the day, why should any mm-hmm. team? give you an opportunity in the National Football League? I just, like I said, I'm, I put the work in. I'm willing to learn. Um, I, I consider myself to be a highly intelligent, not only human being, but football player. Um, I've proven that I can play against great players, uh, guys that are still in the league. I've proven that I'm willing, I fight through injuries, or I'll play through injuries. Um, there's just... There's not, like I said, there's not a lot of statistics, measurements, stuff like that I didn't check off. And now that, now that everybody is, you know, understanding, hey, you can check the character off too, that, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of reasons why I'm not in the NFL. There's more reasons to say I'm, go- I'm going to stay. So you felt like that character piece was that last thing you needed to kind of click in order for teams to, you know, obviously bring you in. That's it. That's it. I mean, you know, I played, I played all of last year with a torn labrum, my shoulder coming out of place, you know, multiple times a game. I'm in agony. I didn't practice one time last year, really. You know, I wasn't taking live reps, and I was still able to go out there, execute, know the playbook, know who I'm going against, um, check off the off-field stuff. And, you know, it's just he's a man who takes care of business. Sounds good. So, fans, follow this man's journey on Twitter at 
TG Canes 76. That's TG Canes 76 in support all the great things going on with offensive tackle Taylor Gabois. Taylor, absolute pleasure talking to you, man. Wish you nothing but the best of luck moving forward. Would love to do it again. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking Take time care. out of your day. No problem. Yes, Thank you. Yes, sir. Follow us on Twitter at GoForAcant. Hit us up on the website, GoForAcantSports.com, as we talk sports and have fun doing it. See you later. Take care.